We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. We appreciate those kind words, Jay Webb. Thank you and welcome, everyone. It's good to have you join us here on Are You Listening? of the International Gospel Hour. We come on this broadcast with a grateful heart and thankfulness for one source that guides us when we are looking for our way. And it can break down the walls of disagreement and division toward a walk together that will be blessed by God. Let's see that one source momentarily. As we begin our broadcast, folks, this is part one of five broadcasts that are titled, Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right. If there are any of these broadcasts you miss in this series, you may easily access previous broadcasts through our podcast partners at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio. Just search for International Gospel Hour at any one of those sites. And then you can find our programs listed and look for the one that says, Something is wrong, but the Bible is right. If you send us a message at internationalgospelhour.com, we can also send you a link through our website for this program as well. And now, let's begin by considering something is wrong, but the Bible is right. It is clear when one looks around the religious world today, something is wrong. When two different answers are given for the same mathematical problem, it is evident one or the other is wrong. Both four and five cannot be correct answers to the problem of two plus two. It is conceivable both may be wrong, but one must be wrong. That same reasoning indicates something is wrong in the religious world when there are so many contradictory answers to questions which address the welfare of the soul. In 2012, it was recognized there were 40,000 Christian church, if you will, denominations in the world. This source is from the way 21stcentury.wordpress.com. Also among those 40,000 denominations, different answers are given to the same question, flatly contradicting one another. Many ignore that believing it makes no difference what one recognizes as truth as long as it is believed in sincerity. However, no one will accept such reasoning in any other field. Is religion then less important? Is it reasonable to believe a falsehood more than truth? We beg people everywhere to reason through such questions. As we think on these things, still... There are others who have received differing answers to the same questions, have simply given up on ever knowing the truth of what the Bible teaches. However, because of God's providence, the answers to all religious questions have been preserved for humanity, and those answers are found in the Bible. Yes, dear friends, that is the one source. Something is wrong. But the Bible is right. We are blessed in days of such confusion to have the Bible. 
The world truly is fortunate because people do not have to rely on others when it comes to finding the answers to their religious questions. We can rely on the Bible for those answers, and the Bible is always right. The Bible is right because it is the Word of God. In 2 Timothy 3.16, the Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. God's Word is as dependable as God Himself, and all people can and should accept His answers as the right ones. The Bible is right because God's Word is truth. In John 17.17, Jesus said, Sanctify them through Thy truth. Thy Word is truth. Truth does not contradict itself. But people do, while God does not. Because His Word is truth, His answers are true. In fact, the Bible affirms it is impossible for God to lie, Hebrews 6 and verse 18. Not only does the Bible give the right answers, it answers all the questions one needs to ask. The Apostle Paul confirmed in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The great need today is for more people to take their Bibles in hand and let God give them the right answers. Dear friends, have you considered... The Bible is right about the question of salvation? Many answers are given in response to questions about salvation. Some say, only one needs to believe. Others teach, pray to Jesus and He will save you. Others suggest, you are already saved or lost, and there is nothing you can do to affect that. Somebody is wrong, but the Bible is right. There is something one can do to affect his or her salvation. To those who were condemned for crucifying the Lord, Peter said, Save yourselves from this untoward generation, Acts 2, verse 40. He said that because every person has a part and responsibility in God's plan of salvation. His plan of salvation has a part where the believer is responsible, faith through obedience, and there is God's part unmerited favor or grace. God devised His eternal plan, Ephesians 3 and verse 11, and Christ fulfilled it by giving His life's blood for the sins of the world, Matthew 26, 28, and Acts 20, verse 28. The Holy Spirit revealed the gospel plan of salvation, which is recorded in the New Testament. That is heaven's part. If individuals had no part, there would be no need for concern, because heaven's part has been fulfilled. However, if one is lost, the charge cannot be laid at heaven's gate, because people do have a responsibility in their salvation, and that responsibility is to humbly submit self and obedience to God, as it is revealed in the New Testament. Dear friends, we submit to you there are four essentials to salvation. In the search for answers concerning salvation, the Bible has demanded four essential things on the part of the individual. Number one, faith is essential to salvation. Jesus made faith a positive requirement when He gave the Great Commission, saying, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. 
But he that believeth not shall be damned. Mark 16.16 Again we read from Hebrews 11.6 But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Those and other passages clearly teach one cannot be saved without believing in Christ as the Son of God and Savior of the world. In addition, there are other important questions which must be answered concerning faith. How is faith obtained? Some teach faith is received by praying. Others say faith is received by miraculous power when one is converted. But the Bible affirms, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10:17. One must hear what God has to say if he or she is going to have faith, which demands the necessity of studying, teaching, and preaching the Bible. Another question is, does faith only save the individual? Most of the differing religious bodies of the world agree and teach faith only is the avenue by which one will be saved. Some have even written into their creeds. For example, from umc.org, we read, Wherefore, that we are justified by faith only is a most wholesome doctrine and very full of comfort. Article 9, What We Believe, the Articles of Religion of the Methodist Church. However, dear friends, with all due respect and grace, neither the agreement of the multitudes nor the statements of the creeds make faith only the right answer. The Bible teaches, You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. James 2 and verse 24. In the religious world, there are two conflicting answers, faith only and not by faith only. Both cannot be right. God's answers are always right, and He said, Not by faith only. In addition, the Bible affirmed, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? James two nineteen and 20. Those passages do not teach, Faith is not necessary. But they do teach faith only is in opposition to its teachings. It is paramount for those who seek Jesus to understand faith alone has never and will never save anyone. Hebrews 11. Dear friends, let's pause here. Have we piqued your interest on these things that have been said today? And would you like to examine this further with Bible study on your own? Please call us toll free at 1-855-IGH-6988. That's 1-855-IGH-6988. Leave us your name and address and say, I'd like the home study. That's all you need to do. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Leave your name and address and simply put home study in the comment blank and we'll send you your study. And now, let's notice a second essential thing of salvation. Repentance. Jesus said in Luke 13:3, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Just before Jesus ascended into heaven, he told the apostles that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, Luke 24:47. And on the day of Pentecost, Peter honored that command when he taught, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. Again, Acts 2:38. It is evident 
one must not only believe, but he or she must also repent. Dear friends, these are two of four essentials to salvation. As time will not permit us to continue this study at the moment, we will consider this, or continue this, if you will, and consider things at another time. Let's continue to study together, shall we? Thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and until next time, friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series, by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.